Hey, what is up, guys? Pablo here, and welcome to the How It Started podcast, the show where entrepreneurs from all industries share how they got started in their business and the road so far. I'm your host, Pablo Ayala, and today's guest is Ian Stork. How are you doing, Ian? Welcome to the show. Thanks, Pablo. Happy to be here. I'm doing good. It's a bright and early morning in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. Yeah. Hey, little backstory from where I met Ian. We actually used to work at a marketing agency together. Um, I'm going to let Ian kind of give us a little bit of, uh, of what he was doing there at that marketing agencies and then what he's doing now. So just tell us a little bit of what, what you used to be, do before, Ian. Well, if we're talking how it started, we got to go back to 2015. 2015, okay. 2015. Uh, I was still in college, and in the summer, I started working as a media specialist, marketing assistant kind of thing at a manufacturing company. I uh, I graduated from college in 2016 with my degree in film, and I wanted to work in marketing, advertising, creating business brand videos for clients. And so I was working at this manufacturing company for a few years, and then we transitioned into becoming a marketing agency specifically for manufacturers. And yeah, and this ah. is the point where I met Pablo and we started working together as part of a pretty small, pretty tight team. I remember that. I believe it was 2018 when it, it kind of, and I remember that small back room in the, in the office, in the market, there was the sales oh, and marketing, yeah. was it the sales and marketing uh, floor. And we were just in a little office, probably about the size of my current bedroom right now. And Dude. it was how many of us were there? One, two, three, four. And then we started adding more and more people. And we started sitting in the coffee table in the middle. I started yeah. on the coffee table in the middle. Then the interns, and I was, the interns was on the, the coffee interns, on the conference the interns table. Interns at the coffee table. Dude, oh my gosh. That brings back so many memories. And then everybody coming by and getting some coffee. Everybody and then we ordered those big pot like what was it? Not five pound bag, like one pound bag of coffee. Yeah, we just had it there. Oh my gosh, that takes me back. But no, I remember it. It was like, was it a year after it went from that little small room into this huge, empty, abandoned like uh, garage that got renovated and turned into a whole like modern. Yeah, um, that was office. Yeah, it was an. It was a. It was being rented out as a wood shop, and a wood there shop. was there was it was so it was so so dirty and needed so much renovation but yeah they put the money into it and they got it renovated into a really really nice office space with two conference rooms we had some soundproof room for podcasting and stuff like that but unfortunately it got renovated just in time for us to move in right when covid hit right before so we i remember have, we just so we didn't in. have anyone in there i was the only one in there for for most of the time <laughs> it was yeah, that was that was poor timing, and it was pretty unfortunate. Oh, I remember, man. Twenty twenty was a year we can all remember. Um, I remember you. Um, I do recall you just said that you did went to school for for film. Yep. For film. So, how did that translate of what you did for this marketing agency, or what were you doing for the marketing agency? Yeah. So, when I went into well, when I went into my degree, I was actually wanted to be an actor which I don't know if a lot of people okay. know that. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I'm like comfortable on camera and stuff. And I've been putting out lots of videos and I'm totally fine with being on camera just because I naturally have that ability to like speak in front of people. But yeah, I, when I was going through school, my favorite part about these projects 
whether it's nonfiction or fiction, was putting together a compelling narrative. And so what I was doing when I was put into this position at this marketing agency as the video specialist is I was being able to interact with clients, learn more about them, and most importantly, craft this story that tells whether it's about their company, their history, their values, their products, Ooh. anything along those lines. Everything that we put together, we found the story for before we created this content. And so, uh, yes, storyteller is a big part of my job wow. title because it's one of my passions and one of the things I really specialize in when we're creating compelling content. Well, that really hits home because you do see a lot of content creators or a lot of people who are trying to jump into the um, creator space. And I see time and time again, the number one thing they like, one thing I learned from you is that storytelling uh, aspect of things, you know, their, their videos are just not compelling enough where I want to sit there for even a minute to finish their own video. Right. But it's just because they don't have that that natural tone. They sound like they're trying to sell me something or another way. I just don't understand what they're trying to tell me, even if it's short and the video. Right. So I think you do a really, really great job showcasing that as a, you know, as a storyteller. And I guess I would say it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. So would you say it's a learning process or it's it's more of like you either have it or you don't to uh, to what to creating to creating um, your storytelling videos because every video has to have a process to it. Right. Um, it, I would honestly, since I started somewhere where I wasn't, you know, when I, in 2015, when I started working on it, this wasn't my forte, you know, I was still learning. Mm. And since I'm, I mean, when I started working on video right before college, probably 2011, I mean, I wasn't good at it. Nobody's good at it right when they right when they start unless there's some sort of protege or something, but uh, some like Beethoven over here. But no, I was and so I mean it's it's just practice for me. It's just been years and years of practice. And so when I had my position at Advanced Machine, even even then in 2015, you know, I was I was still learning stuff. And to this day, I will say I am still learning because I feel like if you don't stop, if you're not learning new things and not trying new things, then you're not growing and you're going to get left behind. That's my personal philosophy wow. as like an artist and a creator. Yeah. You have to constantly be innovating and learning. And if you stop learning, then you're just going to get left in the dust. And so, yeah, I mean, I am still learning, but when it comes to creating compelling content and creating storytelling videos, as opposed to like your standard commercial, that feels like a, you know, feels like a scripted, hello, I am Mike from Mike's facility. And I want to tell you, about what we do you know what i mean oh like, gosh yeah i mean like oh gosh. It, it takes it takes time and practice to learn how to create you know something more engaging but the thing is you're also remember you're working with a client yeah so that's right you know you can't always take total creative control they have ideas of what they want and mike from mike's facility might want that exact video now you can wow. tell him you know well Here's what else I could offer. Here's the benefits this thing could have for you. But, you know, when working with clients in that sort of space, it really is a, a give and take in what you can get away with and what you can put together. Gotcha. So it, it's kind of like what, what I've been hearing is more consistency, the consistent consistency of being getting better, always trying to improve, learning what works and just getting better at that. Right. But then you have that other aspect as your clients 
don't really agree with you or they're still what we used to call it in making chips they're still dinosaurs they don't they don't care what works they just want to get a video out there and they just want they just want to get it done done yeah. and over with don't care how it sounds they just want to get it done right it's it's tough because if you're trying to you know sell a video to someone they want something that they've done for years before and that's worked for them if you're Ooh. suggesting maybe to a company that's been around for 40 years that they try a storytelling video talking about your history show off your core values explain you know explain yourself more in depth you know they they might not bite for that because that's Ooh. never really been the thing that's worked them for them before but all the previous things have you know that's the, that's yeah. the same as like trying to sell a company on moving into the digital space in terms of photo or video content or how to use utilize social media when they've been around for 50 years they might have a really bad website but they don't even need it they've been getting all their Gosh. leads through you know through through word of mouth through repeat business for years and years and maybe they don't have like massive growth but they're still growing and they're still doing fine so that's another aspect of it of really trying to to suggest what the digital space can do for you in terms of marketing and sales right and i i could definitely agree with that because here's my thing with companies where um are doing so great then their they've worked their product and their business their leads have been running by word of mouth networking trade shows my my only advice to them is hey with that being said i agree they'll keep doing those things but let's help speed up the sales of that, that sales process by this digital presence. And I think these videos that you I've been seeing on LinkedIn and guys, I'm going to show I'm going to if that's OK with you, I'm going to be sharing yeah. his LinkedIn in the comment section and the description below. So you can go ahead and check out all his videos, all his work. Um, but one of the things I've been seeing is just even short snippets of you just sharing ideas on LinkedIn, just have that storytelling aspect. So I think that's one thing. Uh, we're able to show the the older generation of the value of it, right? Because we, a lot of uh, their sales reps, it can speed up the whole process of their network and get a lot more leads without relying just solely on your marketing team. Because a lot of most more 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 often than not, you have your marketing team just handing you leads and you having to do all the all the uh, persuading, all providing all the information, trying to convince them rather than just closing them. So I think having that storytelling aspect and showing that older generation what is possible with storytelling through videos is it, it, awesome. Well, um, uh, right. Well, right now, man. Well, so what are you doing right now? We know who you are. We know what you used to do. I, are we telling the audience where did we met? So what are you doing now? Are you still working at the marketing agency or what are you doing? I am now? not. I am not. As of July of 2021, I left the marketing agency to go full time freelance. So right now I am doing photo video content, mostly for manufacturing companies, uh, completely solo. I uh, kind of jumped okay. right on into the deep end. It was a pretty big endeavor, but I had a lot of support from my friends and family. So, and uh, it's going pretty well. It's so it's about a year, a year and change in, and uh, we're doing Alrighty. all right. That's awesome. So, what kind of made you decide or go or pivot that route, right? Because you were you had a job. Uh, obviously, it was probably stable, a stable job. Yeah. Where what made you jump the gun? What 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 triggered that that action? Well, one of the things that I was really, that really made me want to pursue it is, is I saw my role at the agency at the time was constantly shifting and changing, uh, adapting 
taking in other responsibilities and stuff. And I was noticing that I was spending a lot more of my time doing these different roles that weren't initially what I was there for in terms of, you know, these storytelling videos or photography, because that's another one of my big passions and big thing I do in my business. But yeah. And so after all that, it finally hit a point where I said, you know what, I really want to make these videos. This is my passion. So I would rather spend my time doing this. And I know, I mean, that's, that's easy to say, but like, yeah, yeah, it was, I was more passionate about that than my current position. And I was willing to take the gamble on going freelance and pursuing that for that satisfaction rather than staying at the stable job. Wow. That's bold, man. I, I mean, I'm there. I feel you. I, and my story happened a little bit different, man, but I kind of I share that saying that similarity where, you know, you gamble, it's a gamble, mm-hmm. but you know what you're doing. It's a truly a passion, right? And that there's that one saying where if, if you, it's not, if you work towards your passion, you'll never have to work a day in your life or something right. similar along those lines. I'll find love, cool. Yeah. You're not, you don't have to work a day in your life, something like that. Yes, is that is that something about how you felt after leaving and not pursuing this this endeavor? Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, because now you're taking on the role of sales, marketing, um, finance. You're taking the role, all these hats, the things that you didn't want to, you know, all these hats you weren't wearing before. Mm-hmm. Now you now you got them on you. But does it feel like it's a fresh start where you're able to do the things like you don't mind something you used to mind now you don't mind? Right. Well. In terms of like finance and stuff and paperwork and things like that, admin stuff, that was never, that never became part of my responsibility at the agency. And when I took that on as a freelancer, yeah, it was a little overwhelming at the time. But once I got spreadsheets set up and I realized just how easy it is if you just keep track of everything, you're totally okay. And so, yeah, I mean, now the, I'm, I'm just doing what I want to do right now. I'm just doing the video. I'm just doing photos for clients. And it's been great. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm not working. I'm not, You're working. not working. I'm I'm having fun. I'm having fun. And it's, it's really rewarding. And I've been traveling a lot. So I've been just being able to see new places, meet new people. And it's always cool because I'm mostly in manufacturing right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, going into like these machine shops all over and just seeing the operation and seeing the cool stuff, the cool tech they have. Uh, yeah, so that's that's really been rewarding for me. That's awesome, man. So you mentioned you mentioned travel. Um, so how far are you willing to travel for for one of these video or photo shoots? How, what's the farthest you even recommend someone who's just getting started, right? Someone who's wondering of like how far am I willing to go to get this job done? What do you recommend? How far am I willing to travel? Yeah, well, I'll travel. I'll travel most places if if I get paid enough to travel most places because <laughs> flights are expensive. Um, yeah, uh, I will say one thing that's really, you really got to take into consideration is if you're flying, you got to have good protective gear that you can get on planes and you're going to have to pay a lot extra for fitting all of those cases underneath the plane and your, in your check bags. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm getting paid to fly, I'll, I'll fly. You know what I mean? But you know, if you're just starting out, I guess it could be tough because if you're not, if you're not charging much that could even it out, you might be, 
you might be charging just enough to cover travel. Gotcha. Out of your so own you... pocket. But but at the same time, it might be worth it for building that portfolio. So Ooh, it, it really is a trade-off. Is. It really is there a trade-off. Oh, that's what you wanted to hear. How Ooh. how worth it is it, yeah, to take jobs versus to you know, for, for the portfolio. So there's 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 three things, and this is something someone told me in a completely different industry, uh, about when choosing a job or freelance work, whatever it might be. You ask yourself, is it going to be good for your career? Is it going to be good for your wallet? Or is it going to be good for you personally? So how is it going to benefit you? You know, and if it's not hitting like one or two of those, or if it's only, I mean, if it's hitting one of those, then you can weigh it against the other options, you know, because I might Mm -hmm. have, I might have someone approach me, say, Hey, I've got this really amazing idea for a documentary. We got this really cool story, or we got this really great like charity that's happening. And I mean, it's not going to pay. It might be okay for my portfolio, you know, not so much in a business sense if I'm going for, for business clients, but is it going to be fulfilling for me to put together that story and help people out and do something like along those lines? Definitely. So that's where I would say yes, because of that one thing that it hits. So that's how I've been going through stuff. And that's how I weigh a lot of these like projects. Dude, that's a good breakdown. So say those three three things yeah, one yeah. more time. And I'm going to make think, a LinkedIn video on this one this. now. I'm going to tell you that. Yes, yes uh, you need it, to. Yeah. Does it benefit you as a person? Does it benefit your career? And does it benefit your wallet? Wow. Wow. Three things to take into consideration. Wow. Yeah. Hey, do you, you hey, want to know who I learned that from? I learned that from a pro wrestler. A pro wrestler? A pro wrestler told me that when he was picking bookings. That's how he decides. Oh my god! And that stuck. That stuck with you. Yeah. That stuck with you. Hundred percent. Years. I've, I've had it for years. Yeah. And it freaking works. Isn't that crazy? From the and then that's the crazy. And that's the important guys. This is the the most important thing. He would have never met that wrestler if he just wouldn't. If he just could just stay to whatever he was doing before and not jumped into pro wrestling photography. That's a, that's a whole area where. You know, you, you just go for it. So tell us a little bit about that. How what was your experience with pro wrestling? Because now that's oh, a, yeah. you're jumping from manufacturing to pro wrestling. Yeah, and I probably doing... should give context for that one, huh? Yeah, let, yeah let's so, get a little context. So I think starting in uh, 2018, I started doing pro wrestling photography for some local wrestling companies. You know, ringside, getting all those action shots of the guys flying through the air, or choke slamming each other, whatever you 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 see. And yeah, that, I mean, it just took off really quick. And because I had that photography background, I was able to provide like really cool, crisp images for for their social medias, for their posters, because I would also do portraits of all of the the guys doing poses. And then, I mean, that took off where I was doing, I was doing hundreds of shows a year for two, probably two years up until COVID hit. And yeah, so... I did, I did a couple, one of my goals was to do some pay-per-views for one of the big TV companies and I did. And then, and then after that, I, uh, I said, you know what, this is, I, I hit my goals and I'm not really like motivated anymore for anything further because I've done everything I've wanted to do. And, and yeah, so that, that's what I was in at the time just for like a, like a two and a half year stint there. It was fun, but you know. Again, that is one. It didn't. It did not pay. 
It did not pay very well. Mm. And it wasn't fulfilling to me after a while. So that's why I that's why I stopped. Really? Yep. So you you stopped so once you stopped that, what kind of was your main focus? At? Because it's two different focuses, right? You have your passion project and then you're you're starting as a solo solopreneur, entrepreneur. Um what what kind of was the mind shift in between those, right? From going just photography, couple events here to wow. I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I need to scale, right? Because from becoming from an entrepreneur, from a passion project, right, to something now that you need income with, what was that What was that mindset like? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was tough because there was a while where I wasn't doing a lot outside of my job just to, just to save up on costs on the first year of things. Um, so that was, yeah, that was definitely a big consideration where I went all in on my, on my career to the point where I, I really did cut out a lot of everything else. But that also gave me time to like refresh and like refocus and find out what I am really passionate about. And like like we said before, thankfully my career is my passion as well. Uh, so this, this has been really fulfilling in the part of me that wants to create. But also I did, I did yeah. pick up music photography again, which I had done before the wrestling and so that's kind of my my current side passion is i've been just shooting concerts a couple every month and then writing articles uh, as the director of photography for an online magazine it's, okay, it's i'm okay. all over the place yeah. i'm all over the place he's all Dipping over my the toes place. everywhere yeah hey now that's a good thing I, in my in my experience that's a good thing because it, to me what and this is what i love telling people right wherever you go wherever where whatever you're doing your focus, your mindset needs to change from um, either I'm just doing work or this is just work or I'm just here, you know, stop, stop thinking of it, thinking of it as a waste of time. Think of it as well, who I'm going to meet here and what am I going to learn from, from this right. Uh, situation, right? right? Because I've been exposed to multiple situations, like I would say crappy situations where ideally a lot of people would not want to be in. But during those crappy, quote unquote, crappy situations, I've met some of the most amazing people where I'm able to, I've been able to reach back out and do a service for them. Cause little did I know a couple of years later, this was a couple of years back when I was working lawn care. Um, and now my boss, my former boss, we ended up being business partners a couple of years down the road. And that's something that I would have never imagined, but that connection, me working for him, mowing the grass for, for, for his clients yeah. later turned into, Hey, let's, let's build a business strategy strategy together. That's awesome. You know? So it's one of those things where like, you could turn any situation, right? It might yeah. not be paid, but if it's for the experience, if you look at it from a different mindset, you never know where it's that going to take. Right. You. Right. Yeah. I can't, you can't discount any of that. And that's, that's definitely, I mean, how I felt about, like the passion since the passion photography and the, the hobby stuff. I mean, it really still is in the vein of what I do. Everything that I learned in terms of photography and, and video while I was doing my passion stuff is, is totally translating into my, my professional work. And mm -hmm. so as I learn, you know, as I'm, you know, understanding framing, knowing my camera better, color grading, editing, all of that stuff is going to play into my career. And so while it is a hobby, it's still learning and I'm st it's still a teaching experience. No, absolutely, man. I agree. Well, we're coming down to the last couple minutes here of the recording, but if, it, if you have a someone who is young, wants to get in this field or has already gotten started in this field, right? 
how can they elevate now you're using linkedin that's something where a lot of people thinking well it's, i thought linkedin was just a place to find a job what are you doing posting tips and on linkedin right so what's kind of what what's one advice you solid advice you would give to this either your younger self who had this opportunity to go on by himself what what advice would you give them right i would say i would say just get a camera or get or if you just start creating just start creating anywhere even if you don't have a camera start creating stuff on your phone start creating content and if we're talking about like going into a, a video production career or a media content creation career yeah definitely just start creating as much as possible find things that inspire you find stories that inspire you network uh, I can't stress that enough because I didn't network much before I went freelance you just you got to get out there you got to meet people even if you're I mean even if you're brand new and so this is how I would be I'd be scared that people think oh I mean they look at my stuff my stuff's not as good as theirs they're just gonna be like oh this guy sucks and they don't want to talk to me but like that's that's not true and you, you just can't have that because everyone is on different stages of their journey everyone has different skill levels and people really aren't like you got to give people the benefit of the doubt because they're really not malicious like no one is going to yeah. look at your stuff and exactly. say oh look at him he sucks like that's just <laughs> not a way that people actually think and you need to understand that and that just comes from you know lack of confidence in some of my abilities from in the past but yeah, once you get past all that and just, just start creating content, start meeting people and yeah, definitely utilize LinkedIn because I've been adding people that I knew in college and stuff like that. And they've got, they've got their own businesses now. They've got their own careers now. I've talked to people from my high school who have reached out to me because they've been like, oh, you do video stuff. Let's talk. Like it's, you know, mm. definitely keep in touch with everyone and don't, yeah, like you said before, Pablo, don't discount any, any potential connections in any capacity. I love it, man. I love it, man. So what's one uh, – now let's put it into practice, right? What's one LinkedIn tip that you're willing to share with my audience and your audience? Because we're going to be sharing this everywhere, right? We want to help this younger generation get get it going. How do we – How do they, what's one thing that you would recommend right away to put into action? Oh, for the, for the younger generation? For the younger generation. Uh, they only have a smartphone and they're willing to post on TikTok all day long. But that they kind of feel iffy on LinkedIn. Now, what's one one tip you recommend from the difference between TikTok and kind of posting on LinkedIn? Hmm. Well, it's definitely a different audience. But I will say, I mean, if if you're getting started, uh, with your career in this, I would say if you're if you're able to utilize TikTok, utilize TikTok because I mean, more people from Gen Z are using TikTok as a search engine than they are using Google as a search engine. Mm. So I would say if you're already on the forte, you know, already in tune with TikTok, go ahead and, and just start using it because you can really build, you can build a business through TikTok. I was just, just Absolutely. last night, um, my girlfriend was scrolling through something and saw a TikTok of uh, some makeup thing and went to their page and they had all these viral TikToks promoting their makeup and she went to their site and bought some of their makeup. And like, it's, wow. it's just so for, if you're starting now and you can use something like, like TikTok to start promoting yourself and promoting your business, hundred percent do that because the LinkedIn will come in time and in 10, 15 years, let's see if LinkedIn is still even like the number one business site. You never know when things change, mm -hmm. but yeah, if you're young, I mean, if you're high school going into college or something and you, you're, 
you're still building up that portfolio, definitely invest heavily in the in the social medias that you're most comfortable with and you're most knowledgeable of. That's awesome, man. So a couple of takeaways that I kind of got from, from just meeting with you today, man. And you could fill me in and you could remind us again of those three three things to look out for to consider. But one of the main takeaways and I want my audience to take away right away is be consistent. Be consistent in the work you're doing, right? Because that's the only way you'll be better. Um, don't don't be scared to take the big risk, right? And like you said, people are not as malicious as you as you make them, a lot of people make them out to be. And a lot of it comes from from our, our our past experiences, right? But one bad experience doesn't determine our rest of our rest of our career, our rest of our journey. And then remind us again those three take three things to consider right before taking on a job. I mean, is it going to be beneficial to me as a person? Is it going to be beneficial to my wallet? And is it going to be beneficial to my career? There you have it, y'all. There y'all have it. All right, Ian. So where, where can we find you? Where can, where can everybody go and find you? Say they have any more questions for you. Yeah, if you want to reach out, you want to follow me for like future tips and different videos and see all the cool stuff that I've been working on, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn, uh, I-A-N-S-T-O-R-C-K. And I'm probably the only one who's a manufacturing marketer that's going to be on LinkedIn with that name. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube if you search my name. Uh, that's where I post an archive of all of the videos of tips and different things, as well as trade show highlights and some cool sizzle reels of, of some of the stuff I've shot. There you have it, y'all. If you have any more questions, feel free to reach out to Ian Stork. Don't forget the C in the with the K because I do be forgetting that sometimes. So please don't forget, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> all right, Ian. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on today's show on how it started. Now, um, we got the takeaways. We got that. Guys, please take action. It's not it's not too late to start. Whatever you guys want to do, just go ahead and get started. Feel free to reach out to us. We're on, on LinkedIn. I wouldn't say 24-7, but you probably find us there. Eh, probably about good 20 solid hours. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. You guys have a great day, and thanks for being on the show, Ian. Yep. Thanks for having me, Pablo. This okay. is the first episode? You are the first episode. Oh my gosh, sir. dude. How do you feel? How do you feel? Uh, I feel pretty good. Pretty pretty honored to be included in this group of people you've <laughs> I one personally of one. selected. I went out of my way to personally select these group of people. Yeah. <laughs>